tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. You're listening to Pulse Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio in the building for a special simulcasted edition of Pulse Sports on today. And this show we're doing on ColorCast right now, simulcasting on Pulse Radio, is called the Pulse Sports NBA Update. ColorCast is a brand new app that I found out about, and I really love ColorCast. I've been doing a lot of amazing broadcasts on here. Met a lot of great people. Got my brother involved. He is currently in school right now. Um, and I really love ColorCast, so I wanted to go on and hop on and do an NBA show. And I want to do just a little brief show, something really quickly. Well, we're talking about opening week. NBA is my favorite sport. I'm not really a football guy. I'm a football guy by necessity. So I want to get into the nitty gritty and talk about basketball, all right? So first and foremost, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Before we get going. And Ben Simmons is the elephant in the room. Ben Simmons is the elephant that can't shoot a free throw. It has been abysmal what's been going on with Ben Simmons. It has been abysmal, man. Um, I just got a report from Sham Sharania. And if you guys do not have his tweets on, his tweet notifications on, y'all should. Shams just reported a few minutes ago that Ben Simmons is being suspended for content detrimental to the team and according to his sources the content that was detrimental to the team was that ben simmons was asked by doc rivers hey ben you want to join this defensive drill no i'm good doc was like okay ben (laughs) do you want to join this defensive drill and be here with your team i'm good and doc was like all right man all right and then he's like you're suspended i want you to go home let's go home like, why are you here? If you're not going to work out, go home. All right. And he left. And I was like, is this really Shams? <laughs> I was like, did Shams really say that? Because this seems like a real deal, like satire right now. Like, bro, th- this can't be true. And I'm even checking. This is really what Shams said. I'm going to read the tweet because I'm still in disbelief, Loki. All right. This is what it says. I'm, this is, I'm still in disbelief. Doc Rivers sources. Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to join a, def- a defensive drill today. Simmons refused. Rivers asked again, and Simmons said no again. Rivers then told Simmons he should go home, and Simmons dropped the ball and left. You know, it's this guy on Twitter. I don't know if you guys know him, and I'm, I'm gonna shout him out. His name is Barry McCockner, and I'm pretty sure that's not his real name, but that's his Twitter name. He is a famous troll. And he has gotten celebrities. He's gotten, you know, like sports fans. He's gotten like journalists because he'll like, you know, change his profile to look like Adrian Adrian, uh, Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania. He'll change it like during the draft or during the playoffs, during the offseason. 
And you're just so used to seeing Woj, right? He'll put like a little fake check mark by his name to make himself appear as if he's the real Woj. This is what I thought this was because th this can't be true. This can't be real. Ben Simmons is acting like a child. This is a grown man, a multimillionaire, a defensive superstar, a multi-time all-star. He was a bounce away from heading to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019. Kawhi Leonard made the shot of all shots, a shot that no one could have predicted that he would have made. And then all he had to do was lock down Trey Young and beat the Hawks, who were the number four seed, and they were the number one seed that contended well against Brooklyn. Although they wouldn't have played Brooklyn, they would have played Giannis and the Bucks, which was the matchup I think we all really wanted to see. Giannis versus Embiid. Yeah, Ben Simmons versus Drew Holiday. Who's the better defensive guard? But we didn't get a chance to see that, and it's because Ben Simmons did not show up. I know it's a team game, but Ben Simmons is six foot ten. He can control the ball. He's a point guard. He is a passing savant. He is a defensive superstar, probably the best perimeter defender in the league. But you can't make free throws. The jump shot is fine. I get it. The jump shot, you don't got to make jump shots. It's fine. But you can't make free throws and you're a guard. When Shaq was out there not making free throws, when Ben Wallace was out there not making free throws, it's fine because they're big men. They roam the paint. Especially back in the day, they roam the paint but you can't make free throws and you're a guard and you're a slashing driving guard, you're going to get hit, you're going to get fouled. And then in the fourth quarter, you become a liability. We saw that against the Wizards in the playoffs. You become a liability, man. And instead of practicing, instead of owning it, he decided to place blame upon Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and say, you know what, my time with the 76ers has come to an end. And now it is opening night of the NBA season. It's the opening week. And we're still dealing with this whole entire situation. And it's become drama. It's become high school. It's become a soap opera. I just want to play ball, man. I want to get to us playing basketball. It's this and this Kyrie Irving vaccine drama. Kyrie over here playing wide receiver for the Jets <laughs> at this point. Like, what's Kyrie doing? But what's Ben Simmons doing? Like, it's, I've never seen an NBA season start with so much drama. And Granted, this is not even on the court drama. Like, for example, the start of the 2010-2011 NBA season, we had LeBron James that went to the Miami Heat. That was a season with a lot of intrigue, but that wasn't off the court drama. That was drama that was predicated by LeBron James going to the Miami Heat. And then you had, like, what, 2011-2012 or 2012-2013 when you had Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. They went to the Lakers. We were talking about a possible Lakers versus Heat matchup. Finally, we'll see Kobe versus LeBron in the finals. And, of course, you had 2016 when Kevin Durant decided to join the Warriors. But once again, that wasn't drama and scandal and folks refusing to play. That was on-the-court intrigue. So I, I And I'm tired of the media designating that, you know what, we're not going to break down the game for real. Like We're not going to talk about, hey, like what's happening on the court in those 48 minutes plus overtime if it goes to that. We're going to continuously gossip and talk about Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons is acting like a child. And you ain't slick, Ben Simmons. I peeped that you did not wear a Philadelphia 76ers shirt. You wore an LSU shirt. That was so disrespectful. I'm surprised one of these players had hauled off a punch to man. I could see that. Like, back in the day, back in the day with the 76ers and a lot of these old school teams, like the Ron Artest days, the Ben Wallace days, and it's a, it was a different time, and I think that we've improved from this time. 
But I promise you, like, one of those hardcore guys would have confronted Ben Simmons. Like, Ben Simmons could not have done this in 2004. I promise you that. I promise you that. It would have been some furniture moving. Shaq would have got at him. Like, like, do you remember, like, the Kobe-Shaq almost fight? Have you heard about that? I read about it. I was, I was young back then, but I read about it. Like, this Ben Simmons saga would not be going on. I can assure you of that. But they play uh, later on this week. They play on Friday against Brooklyn. So it's going to be Brooklyn versus Philadelphia on ESPN. 7.30 p.m. is going to be in Philadelphia. Brooklyn will be predictably without Kyrie Irving. And Philadelphia presumably will be without Ben Simmons. But I'll say this before I go on. I believe Ben Simmons is going to play this year. He's not going to keep taking taking L's on money. He's not made of money. He's not a billionaire. I think that he's going to realize I'm losing millions of dollars. Let me go out there and play, especially if it gets me out of this situation quicker. So I don't think he's going to play by Friday for this big national game, but I think he's going to play soon. So just believe that, all right? Now, of course, with the Brooklyn Nets, I don't really want to get into Kyrie Irving because we know what he's at. He did an interview. Not one, sorry, not an interview. He did a broadcast on Instagram Live where he spoke about his reasoning behind not wanting to get the vaccine. And while I do respect his choice as far as him having the right to choose, I think that his reasoning was so stupid because he he didn't say he was anti-vax. He didn't say it, but he said he was being the voice of the voiceless. But you waited until last week, a week before the season, to finally use your voice to speak out for folks you swear are voiceless. Sort of odd if you ask me, but I digress, all right? I think the Nets are going to be just fine without Kyrie. I think tonight is going to be a great indicator of if they will. I believe that James Harden is going to be back to form. And James Harden is an ounce of what he was in Houston, and he's going to come back in shape. They're going to be a monster. Like, you have two of the top 10 best players in the league on your team. You surround them with a shooter, with shooters like Patty Mills and Joe Harris. You give them some good veteran guys that had their all-star years back in the day. Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge is back. And then you have Blake Griffin. You're going to be just fine without Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is the icing on the cake. You didn't necessarily need Kyrie Irving. And I was lamenting at the trade of James Harden to the Nets, but people were floating back last year that the reason why they traded for James Harden was because they did not know Kyrie's future. Now, we never would have known that the vaccine would have come with mandates because folks don't want to take it. And I think it's it's asinine that people don't want to take it, especially if it's going to help us get over this pandemic. But we never would have guessed that this would have been possibly the conclusion of Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets. But don't get happy, Lakers fans, Bucks fans, Warriors fans, don't get happy, all right? And Thunder fans that still are bitter that Kevin Durant left y'all. Don't be happy because James Harden and Kevin Durant, especially both of them, I think James Harden is still in his prime. Kevin Durant still in his prime. We'll see on tonight. I believe that they're going to be good enough to get them a top four seed. They'll, they'll, They'll be fine. And then who's to say Kyrie Irving doesn't come back? Who's to say that maybe around February, March, 
if people get vaccinated and, and get the shot and the vaccine and, and the vaccine numbers go up and the COVID rate goes down, who's to say that New York won't relax that mandate and let Kyrie play? Who's to say that? So January, February, I'm telling you, don't 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 get too excited because I don't I don't see the Nets trading Kyrie because of the red tape that comes with Kyrie and also the fact that they want to preserve that big three. They're not offering the extension because it doesn't really make sense for them to reward him for deciding not to play. But I would be very surprised if they did trade Kyrie. It would have to be to a place that Kyrie agreed to, and they'd have to be getting either multiple great role players back or like a Damian Lillard or like a Bradley Beal or something like that that makes it super attractive where it's like, listen, Kyrie, if you don't play, we're going to sanction you or something. Like, So I'm I'm interested to see this game. I think the Bucs are going to be great. They're the defending NBA champions, but people aren't putting into thought that P.J. Tucker is gone. I think P.J. Tucker, losing P.J. Tucker is going to be a big loss that Grayson Allen is not going to be able to make up for. P.J. Tucker is big. He's physical. He's strong. He takes the defensive challenge. Yeah, he's like six foot five to Kevin Durant, six foot 11, seven foot. But he was D'ing up Kevin Durant, and he caused Kevin Durant some problems until he got into foul trouble. Plus, P.J. Tucker is good for hitting a nice corner three. And he added a sense of toughness to the team that I believe Drew Holiday added as well with his defensive prowess. Him going to the Heat, especially a rival, and the Heat getting Kyle Lowry, which I believe that's going to be a great acquisition, I think the Bucs could be a threat. And we know that the Heat knocked him out in the bubble. And the Bucs got him back and swept him last year. But I'm scared for the Bucs. Honestly, losing P.J. Tucker. And people would be like, well, P.J. Tucker. Like, P.J. Tucker is not Chris Middleton. He's not Drew Holiday. He's definitely not Giannis. But P.J. Tucker was a valuable part of that rotation. And remember, against the Nets, he was starting. Why was he starting? Because he was guarding KD. Just saying, man, this is like this is a upwardly mobile league on the court where players all around, they move around. This year, you'll probably see, for the first time, if you don't pay attention, you'll see all five players on the perimeter. Nobody be in the paint. You know what I'm saying? So having a P.J. Tucker that can guard really one through five, but adeptly, he can guard your small forward, your power forward, and then he can D up centers because he had to do that with the Rockets. That's valuable. So I really wonder how Milwaukee will manage trying to get past losing P.J. Tucker's defense, especially to an in-conference rival that they've seen in the last two playoffs. With Golden State and the Lakers, so, uh, of course, we have Brooklyn Nets versus Milwaukee, Golden State versus L.A. tonight. With Golden State, I believe that Golden State is going to be tough. I am hurt that they cut Avery Bradley, but I am glad he's back with the Lakers, and I hope the Lakers don't do him dirty. Give him a guaranteed contract. Avery Bradley was balling before the pandemic. And it's understandable why he didn't go into the bubble. And they didn't really need him. But Avery Bradley gives you a shooter. He gives you someone that can defend guards. And that's what you need against Donovan Mitchell, against Luka, against James Harden if you face them in the finals, against Jimmy Butler. You know, 
Like you need someone that can get in and lock down your guards. And it's a lot of defensive holes on the Lakers. I believe they'll be just fine because you have like good bigs that are going to be able to rush out. Like Anthony Davis can, can guard wings. Dwight Howard is going to be a beast in the paint. I think DeAndre Jordan, although he's not the best defensive center anymore, I think he'll be a big body that'll be serviceable and deter guards and forwards from maybe driving. But you bring in Avery Bradley, I like the lineup of LeBron at the point. You have Avery Bradley in. You have Carmelo. I would probably slide 80 to the five, put Carmelo in. And I might put Westbrook in. I might put Westbrook in that lineup. People are like, oh, this is not a shooting lineup. But LeBron can shoot. LeBron can shoot pretty well now. He's grown his three-point shooting ability. And then you can have Westbrook that can play off ball and slash. So, you know, I like that lineup. And then you have Bradley on your best defender. I think that Bradley should start, honestly. I think take Kent Bazemore out and put Avery Bradley back in the starting lineup. I think Bradley should start alongside Westbrook just for the defense because that's what they need. But the Lakers are going to be fine, but I just want to see on tonight if the preseason play seeps into their play in the regular season. Now, I know that for a brand-new lineup and especially bringing in a ball-dominant player like Russell Westbrook, it's going to take some adjustment. But my only thing is that play with intensity. I want Russ to play with the intensity he always plays with, but play smart. I want LeBron to really go out there and cut and drive and make those passes. AD, go out there and dunk and get in the post and do your thing. Like, they were sleepwalking through the preseason. But if they lose against the Warriors who they, the Warriors were not sleepwalking. Steph Curry and a messed around score 40 in three quarters in the last preseason game versus the Blazers. He wasn't sleepwalking. You allow Steph to get hot. Draymond might start hitting three-pointers. And that man, Jordan Poole, you let Jordan Poole get going? It's going to be a long night. So I want to see the Lakers try. But to be honest, I think that Brooklyn versus Milwaukee and Golden State versus LA, this is one of the better opening nights in the past few years, honestly. This is one of the better opening nights. And it's dope to see Milwaukee in this opening night. And of course, it's their championship celebration but you normally see any team kd is on any team lebron is on and the warriors but it's nice to see a change of scenery you know where now it's Giannis and milwaukee but i think this is a very good opening night lineup and i'm super excited to see tnt's new broadcast lineup iron eagle stan van gundy are going to be calling brooklyn versus milwaukee and kevin harlan the voice of nba 2k and reggie miller are going to be calling golden state versus the Lakers, the sideline reporter for Brooklyn versus Milwaukee, Stephanie Reddy. And then for the Lakers versus the Warriors, Allie LaForce, all right? So really quickly before I go, because I want to just hop on and talk about basketball real quick. I am live on ColorCast, but also recording this for Pulse Radio. And first and foremost, if you're listening to this on ColorCast, I want you to go and tune in to Pulse Radio we have sports episodes with my co-host, Ario Kilgore. She is amazing, all right? And we talk a lot about football, but we're going to transition more into basketball as the season starts. But all right, I want to give my predictions 
for NBA opening weekend, and we will revisit it and come back to it to see if I was right. All right, so Tuesday, October 19th, tonight, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. I believe that Milwaukee will win. They will win narrowly. It won't be a blowout. They'll win narrowly. I believe that Drew Holiday will primarily guard James Harden. I think he slows down James Harden, but I think there's they have no one to guard Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant might go for 40, but the team ball of Giannis and Chris Middleton and all the other, you know, parts that the Bucs have will be too much for the Nets to handle. And they'll lose this game and everyone will lose their minds because they'll be like, oh my gosh, the Nets need Kyrie. If Kyrie was there, they would have won. And then the narrative starts. And now the pressure is back on Kyrie. But he's not going to budge. This man's out here playing flag football. He's not He's not going to budge. All right? But I think there's going to be a great game. I think Kevin Durant comes out and he makes a statement. But the Bucks and their defense are going to be too much to handle. And James Harden's going to get off to a rocky start with Drew Holiday guarding him. The uh, Golden State versus the Lakers. That's a tough one. Tough one, guys. Um, I will say the Lakers win, and it'll be another narrow game. But... Don't roast me if the Warriors win. Because I, I'm one of the people in America that thinks that Westbrook and LeBron can play together and it'll be almost like a less skilled version of LeBron and Dwayne Wade in the heat years. Because I think that you can play Russell Westbrook the same way you can play Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade wasn't a dangerous shooter. like I, I, he, he wasn't like a dangerous shooter, you know? But... He could shoot three-pointers, but Westbrook is a slasher. LeBron is now a more adept three-point shooter, and LeBron can run the point and let Westbrook run and do his thing and just slash. So I think it'll work, but I just want to see if Frank Vogel can get them together in time enough for the start of the season. Their schedule is not all that hard to start out. They play the Suns later on this week as well, but I think the Lakers could win this one. I'm undecided. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors won, all right? So that's my predictions for tonight. I think Milwaukee beats Brooklyn. I think the Lakers beat Golden State. But I am definitive about Milwaukee. Golden State versus the Lakers, I'm not, all right? So Wednesday, we have Boston at New York, Denver at Phoenix. Boston at New York, that's easy. Boston wins that. Boston wins that. I don't care about that Julius Randle three-pointer that he hit to win the game in the preseason, I don't care about that. It's regular season. I Now, granted, oh, wait, let me say this, though. Let me say this. Let me roll back. Let me say this. Is Al Horford back? I want to know if Al Horford's back, and I believe Jalen Brown might be out with COVID protocol, too. Are they back? If they're back, I believe that the Celtics beat, beat the Knicks easy, if they're back. But I think that's going to be another good game because it's going to be Kimba versus his former teammates. I think that Kimba, who was, who was shocked that he was traded, I believe that Kimba's going to put on a show. All right, so we'll see. But I think it's going to be another sneaky good game, but I think Boston pulls it through. Denver at Phoenix, the MVP versus the should have been MVP in Chris Paul because I do believe that Chris Paul should have gotten higher MVP considerations for how he handled his season last year. 
And also, of course, Phoenix swept the Nuggets out the playoffs. I think that Phoenix wins. Jamal Murray isn't back, but the the Nuggets are going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem this year. When Murray finally comes back, and then you have Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic in that front court with Michael Porter Jr., they're going to be a problem. So don't sleep on the Nuggets, but, but tomorrow night, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they win. But also don't sleep on DeAndre Aiden. He didn't get that contract extension. He really wanted it. Personally, for me, I want to see brothers get paid. I want to see basketball players get their money, and Aiden's a great guy. But you're not Luka. You're not Trey Young. Now, Mikel Bridges did get it, get, did get his extension, which I, I was quite, that was questionable to me as well. But I understand you were the number one pick, but you're not Luka. You're not Trey Young. You ain't built like that, bro. You're not built like that. You're not Shaq. You're not Tim Duncan. You're not Joel Embiid, sir. So I would say calm down, but I do want him to get paid. But maybe talk about it after the season. But hopefully how Aiden feels, hopefully that doesn't hit the court. But I think Phoenix does win this. So my game of the week, this is my game of the week for Thursday. Dallas versus Atlanta. Luka versus Trey. You heard it here first on Pulse Radio and Colorcast, all right? You heard it here first. I believe that in the future, Trey Young versus Luka Doncic, it will be a future finals matchup. Book it. I'm not saying this year. I'm not going that far. But within this next decade, 2021 to 2030, when LeBron finally hangs it up because he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning, Kevin Durant and James Harden will decline and retire. Steph Curry will decline and retire. Trey Young and Luka are representative of the next generation. We will see Trey Young versus Luka. Now, if it's the Hawks versus the Mavericks, we'll see. But this is going to be a future finals matchup, and this is going to be akin to like Bird and Magic. Now, I'm not saying that they're as good, although Luka has that potential. I think it's going to be a rivalry for the ages. So you're going to see, in my opinion, a future finals matchup between these two. That's going to be another really good game. That's a tough one. I'm from Georgia. Hmm. I want to see how Jason Kidd coaches the Mavericks in his offensive sets. I think the Hawks win this one. But I have to see the offensive sets and how he integrates Luka into that offense. If he integrates them well... I think that the Mavericks could pull it out. But Luka still has a lot to prove because he didn't get Slovenia to, you know, that that gold. He didn't get them there. He, I, they didn't even place because they lost to, I believe, Australia. So Luka has a lot to prove, and Luka was balling in FIBA. So if Luka brings some of that over here, you know, it's going to be hard to beat Luka. But I think Trey Young gives him his first L. All right, so the Clippers versus Golden State. The Clippers are going to be without Kawhi Leonard. Golden State is going to be coming off to me, a loss to the Lakers. Golden State wins this one easy. This one might be a blowout. I'm predicting the first blowout of the primetime games this year. I'm predicting that Golden State versus the Clippers will be a blowout because Paul George did well, but you lost Patrick Beverly. You didn't re-sign DeMarcus Cousins. I think they did re-sign um, Markeith Morris. I think they signed him back. Marcus, whichever brother. <laughs> um, Marcus Morris. I think they did re-sign him. 
They brought in Eric Bledsoe. They let go of Rondo. I believe that they did. They, and they, they, they kept, man, I think Terrence Mann is going to be a good fill-in for Kawhi Leonard for now. But I'm just not convinced in that roster. I'm not, I'm not convinced that that roster is going to be able to contend for a full season, possibly, without Kawhi Leonard. At the very least, mid-season. I think that the Clippers are going to be a play-in team, to be honest with you. They're going to be a fringe play-in team. So I think the Warriors, who are hungry, they want to make the playoffs. They were knocked out of the play-in tournament. Klay Thompson's coming back, so they're motivated. Steph Curry is playing lights out. I personally believe that the Warriors are going to blow them out. It's going to make a statement to the league. All right? So Friday, Brooklyn at Philadelphia, that's going to be a game with a lot of drama because it's going to be some missing players. But that's an easy win for Philadelphia. I think that Brooklyn is going to start 0-2. And once again, that's going to fuel a lot of speculation that, man, maybe it's time to trade Kyrie. Maybe it's time to force Kyrie to get the vaccine or something. Because they're going to be 0-2. Joel Embiid versus Kevin Durant that game. Both of them have something to prove. I think Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant are going to be two of the top three MVP finalists. If Luka gets in, that's what's up. But Joel Embiid has something to prove. Kevin Durant has something to prove. So that's going to be a battle for the ages. I think it will be close. But the 76ers have more of a team. And although they don't have Ben Simmons, they're a more, they're a more cohesive unit. So I believe that they will beat Brooklyn probably by margin like five to six points. It might come down, it might come down to free throws, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> but I believe that uh Philadelphia will win. Brooklyn will not win. They will start off 0-2 for this year, but they'll get back right. They'll they'll win like four or five straight. They'll get back right. Phoenix versus LA. Oh man, we're running it back to the playoffs. We are running it back. Oh, uh, what do I think? And I, for this prediction, I would have to see how the Lakers look. But just a raw prediction, I believe that the Lakers will win and LeBron will be a high-impact player for this one because LeBron will sort of take this one personally. And I think Russ knowing what happened last year to the Lakers, I think he'll take it personally. And Anthony Davis will go in. I think that this might be a 10- to 15-point win for the Lakers because they want to avenge what happened last year. So I think the Lakers win this one. Now, Saturday, so we have our last slate of games. We have three more games, and I'll, I'll go. Miami versus Indiana on Saturday, NBA TV, 7 p.m. Miami easy. Miami wins that easy, uh, but it will be a good game. Miami, Kyle Lowry, you got Bam, you got P.J. Tucker. They, ha- they added some great pieces. Pat Riley still is a master at this. Pat Riley still is a master. So that Kyle Lowry addition, along with P.J. Tucker, and that's going to be a problem. So I don't see the Pacers knocking them out. All right? Phoenix and Portland. Golly, is Phoenix the face of the NBA? They got Phoenix playing every day at this point. Like, Phoenix has three games that are going to be on national television. Phoenix at Portland is going to be a possible game of the week contender. It's going to be right there. With the Hawks versus the Mavericks, Chris Paul versus Dame Lillard, and then Dame's trade implications. If the Blazers start off poorly, will Dame want to request a trade? That's the question. 
That is the big question. So I think that this was going to be a duel. We have a lot of great games to start the season. I think Phoenix does win because they have a better team, and I think Devin Booker can match Damian Lillard. But it's going to be a good game. I think Damian Lillard starts this game. He, he torches them 40, 50 points in a loss, sadly. So great, great games we have. Great games, and the possibilities are endless of how these games can, can, can go. Now, granted, Sunday, football day, <laughs> let's be honest. They put like a little weak game on NBA TV, Boston versus Houston. Uh, the first time nationally we'll be able to see Jalen Green. I think Boston whoops them. Like Boston puts Jalen Green over their lap, gets a belt or a good switch off the tree, and commences to whooping Jalen Green. But God bless Jalen Green. Jalen Green is going to be amazing. I think Jalen Green is, is a part of the next crop of stars. And that boy can jump. Did y'all see that video? In the preseason, I think against the Spurs, someone threw a ball super high and he jumped and got it like he was a wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Like, I'm like, man. So I think that Jalen Green's going to be tough. He's going to be tough. But right now, outside of Christian Woods, the Rockets just don't have the pieces to really contend. I think the Rockets are going to be out of the play-in, but give, you know, them time. And I believe that they'll be able to work their way into a play-in situation. They get some more pieces. But folks have to be willing to go to Houston. And I believe if Daryl Morey was still there, Daryl Morey could get some players to come and build a nice team around Jalen Green. But Daryl Morey got out of there. Daryl Morey's in Philadelphia now. So I don't think the Rockets are going to be all that great this year. However, Jalen Green is going to be a monster. I think this is going to be a really good draft in hindsight. I think Jalen Suggs, Kate Cunningham, and Jalen and Jalen Green, I'm telling you, they're gonna take the league by storm. If not Jalen Suggs in, in Orlando, I think Kate Cunningham's gonna be tough for the Pistons. And I think that Houston with Jalen Green and Christian Woods, they're gonna be a team of the future. And they're gonna be a team that you really have to watch. But Boston kills them. All right. But that's my predictions. All right. These are my predictions. Take them as you will. All right, take them as you will. Don't bet on them. <laughs> the only one you need to take to the bank is that the Bucks will beat Brooklyn tonight. They will beat Brooklyn tonight. I believe that Boston will beat Houston tonight. Those are my only guarantees. I mean, well, Miami, Indiana, I think Miami wins. But I, I am guaranteeing. I wish I had the Chuck guarantee sounder. I guarantee Milwaukee beats Brooklyn tonight. I guarantee that, that Boston beats Houston, all right? But the rest of these games are toss-ups. But this is a great start to the season. But, oh, wait, I guarantee that Golden State beats the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, all right? I guarantee that as well. So take that to the bank. If you lose your money betting on my picks, listen, <laughs> don't blame me. Don't blame me. Blame ColorCast. Not playing. Um, but thank you so much for listening. This was really fun. We're going to be doing this every single thing. Thursday. It's Tuesday right now. I wanted to do a preview show, but we will be doing this every single Thursday and it will be simulcasted on Pulse Radio as well. Overall, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on ColorCast at Randall Barnes and also follow Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok and just Pulse Radio on YouTube. But outside of that, we will see you on the other side and A, it's lit because the NBA season is back. 
We're back in full effect, and I believe this will be one of the best seasons ever, and I'm so excited to share it with you.